Chairman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. I'm very excited about our show this week. You know, we've done, we did the poll and pole dancing, and now we're moving into, for this week, something that you're personally much more familiar with than the poll, which is mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu and uh, you, you know you're you've been a a tai chi uh, uh, you know participant for a, a large part of your adult life and we're going to have the owner and and one of the uh one of the students at the uh, straight blast gym here in missoula but for our listeners why don't you just tell them a little bit about your tai chi experience well arnie thank you Ar- <laughs> my chi my tai chi experience started when I was 38 years old, I started studying Tai Chi. Last century. Last century. I started studying <laughs> in New York, and my brother joined, and we got a whole group together with uh, Chen Tai Chi, and studying with Master Ren Guangyi, who I'm writing a book, not necessarily on, but writing about one of his famous students, Lou Reed, who we've talked about, yeah, and his times. study of Tai Chi, working on that with his wife, Lori Anderson. And... He got me into Tai Chi, and then I got my brother into it. And it was just a wonderful exploration to kind of, you know, learn something new when you're an adult and learn something that's healthy and helpful. And And you still practice it. I do, but not as much as I would like. And uh, not having a class out here and having kind of that force like Tuesday, Sunday, which is my schedule uh, kind of class that I used to go to for years it's kind of, uh, I, it's fallen by the wayside, but I still do practice it and I love it. And, you miss uh, it? You miss the cl- classes? Oh, I, I think the I think the class environment, whatever you're learning, if you have a great teacher and you have fellows, you enjoy time with the fellow students, there's nothing like it. So, and you know that you, you were a, a great professor at the university. People yeah. loved your class. The classroom was great. And this is, you know, we're going to be talking uh, today with one of the uh, owners, uh, Becca Nolte. And uh, one of the aspects which is really interesting for me is how many women are getting involved in, in uh, training for jiu-jitsu and, and other mixed martial arts. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think it's a, there's a great focus on, the, as we've talked about, the self-defense and uh, the conditioning that mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu brings to the students. And so this will be a great conversation. I think we're also joined by one of our students, Karen Ferguson, as well. Good. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Me too. We'll be back right after these words. Hunter Bay calling Health Officer Ellen Leahy on getting vaccinated. Every piece of evidence that comes out, we got new um, reports yesterday in our weekly vaccine call with the epidemiological team at the state health department. And the evidence of people not suffering serious side effects um, it is, it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Montana Morning Weekdays 6 to 8.30 on News Talk 1290, KGVO AM 98.3 FM and the KGVO app. All right, Arnie Sherman, we are back with our guests, Becca Nolte, co-owner and coach over at SBG, and a student, as well as Town Square intern, Karen Ferguson. Becca, Karen, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. Glad to be with you today. So, Becca, tell us a little bit about Straight Blast Gym and and, uh, what was the impetus for your uh, 
uh, getting into the business? Um, well, Straight Boss Gym, it's it's not a franchise, but it's uh, it is worldwide. So we're Straight Boss Gym Missoula, um, and it's a mixed martial arts academy. And uh, I got into it uh, when I became a student in Kalispell about eight years ago. Uh, kind of fell in love with it, became a coach, and then I had the opportunity to uh, partner with my coaches to open up a gym in Missoula. And what type of martial arts? were you practicing? Um, so the martial art is jujitsu. And I would say the best way to describe it is it's grappling. So it's a lot like wrestling. Um, a lot of times people see like the UFC, uh, that's kind of like the MMA that we also do and the, and the striking. So, uh, the groundwork, uh, plus, you know, the stand up uh, striking work as well. And while Scott is an expert in this, he's a, uh, um, <laughs> a Tai Chi Affectionado for many years. Awesome. Many of our many of our listeners don't know the difference between the the martial arts. Can, can you give us a quick layman's uh, course and and what's available and what the range of things are? Oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, I do not want to do a disservice to any of the other martial arts because I'm not really. Um, I would be a novice in them. Um, I think that the the range is like combatives, where it's a, you know, you're using it for self defense. There's um, meditation. There's no touch. There's some like katas where you're. I don't want to say like dance sequence, but there's some there's some thousands of different varieties as I dive into them. So jujitsu specifically would fall under the combatives martial arts. Um, and I'm not quite sure about, you know, all the other ones. So I don't want to speak for them. Well, Scott, you, how long have you been doing Tai Chi? Um, since 2004. So Tai, an internal martial art, um, you know, strength building balance, um, meditative, um, uh, another one is like Qigong, um, that people do. Um, and I think that maybe more towards Becca was referring to more of, uh, the sequences, the form, right. Which some people look at as a dance, but really these are different movements and they're all designed to build one's power, strength and, and core and core strength. So as you say, an internal martial art, but it's all Kung Fu, right? It's all, uh, it's all, it all kind of emanates from that. And, uh, yeah, I actually was curious is SBG more so on the grappling combative side and the competitive side and teaching kind of self-defense or are they kind of working in kind of both areas, both internal and external martial arts? Yeah, we, um, I would say we're, we're very, very, um, we're more towards the self-defense. So we're very external, but there's so many, there's so many things that, you know, you can gain with, you know, doing martial arts, you know, it's a stress reliever. It sounds like, you know, the martial arts that you do too, that provides a, a plethora of things for you. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, jujitsu does as well, but it is primarily, I would say self-defense. Um, we do sport as well. Like we like to compete. Um, but when we teach, uh, we even kind of separate ourselves from like sports jujitsu, where if it doesn't work in a fight, you know, we're not going to necessarily, um, focus on that, um, for when we're teaching it, you know, so we're a little bit more, I would say old school in that, in that sense. 
Um, Got it. Do you think the yeah. do you think like the the advent and the explosion of mixed martial arts and MMA and you know over the last 20, 30 years, is that really what spurred this whole growth in kind of these types of schools and gyms? Um, yeah, I think um maybe not our SBG in particular, but yeah, you've seen a huge as soon as like the UFC got popular, um, you know, boxing was kind of the staple. And then there was this kind of lull where people kind of died out with the boxing for a little bit. And then it kind of came back into light. And the Gracies had all this weird grappling and wrestling, and they were tiny little guys taking on big guys. And that's kind of where the explosion of, uh, you know, jujitsu kind of came in. And then a bunch of gyms started to pop up across the United States and then across the globe as well. So let me let me bring Karen into the conversation. Karen, why are you attending SBCG? Um, well, I before I, I decided to join, um, I was a part of a, kind of a boxing gym. And I just uh, I really appreciated kind of the therapeutic aspect of that kind of of sport um, for my own mental health, if anything. And, uh, I kind of dropped out of that for a little bit and I wanted to get back into it. And I found SBG here in town and, uh, did a little consultation with them and got myself involved, um, more with their, their boxing striking program. Um, and then somehow, uh, Becca decided, uh, well, she convinced me to try jujitsu class and I've been hooked ever since. And it's just, I, and I, I continue to do it because it's, it's, it's very, very therapeutic for me. I go in, you know, I could go in feeling, you know, bad about my day. I had a bad day. And then I go in and I learn and I fight. And, um, there's also a bond that happens amongst uh, students. And then I, I leave feeling a hundred times better. And so that's, that's, what's kept me going. Yeah. There's something therapeutic about beating the heck out of somebody else that you know <laughs> helps release a lot of endorphins and other sorts of things. Becca, how, how many people like Karen are involved at uh, Straight Blast? Well, um, so in Missoula, we have about, I would say, we have four gyms in Montana, and we're we're probably closing in on close to, I would say, maybe 1,500, 1,200, 1,500. But um, wow. Missoula, before the pandemic, we were getting close to 300. We're back down to about 200. Um, but, uh, yeah, 2020 kind of hit us a little hard. 200 in total or 200 women? Uh, 200 in total, but the women actually are quickly outnumbering the men. So I think last I counted, we have anywhere upwards of 40 women that are training, um, which is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of anomaly in uh, a combative sport. Is that right? Well, you know, it's funny because if you watch mixed martial arts on television in UFC, I'm more interested in the the uh, Nun- Amanda Nunes's of the world and the Ronda Rousey's of the world versus the guys because right <laughs> i just think that they're 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 tough uh it's just fun to watch um so it's interesting is is Kalispell have the same kind of um uh composition of male to female or female to male um i would say they didn't until, um, you know, Kisa Davison, one of the co-owners up there and the co-owners here, um, she started a women's program. And then Leah Taylor, uh, she's kind of my mentor 
and coach uh, together, they really built the women's community. And so now uh, every, every gym in Montana is co-owned by a female um, and the women's community is, is definitely growing quite a bit. So I would say it's pretty cl- close ratio, but they've got a lot. Do you, requ- do you require all the women to watch kill bill one and two <laughs> prerequisite for joining? Well, why are most of the women joining? I mean, you were saying that, you know, when you think about martial arts, you know, you think about Bruce Lee and all the other practitioners and they're generally male and the women that are using mixed martial arts in movies are an anomaly in general. They're a special added guest, you know, in some of the movies that you watch. And when you watch, uh, you know, Scott just mentioned a couple of mixed martial arts uh, uh, performers, but you can name hundreds more men. What What is the attraction for women? Um, I think initially the attraction is self-defense and, and it, it's kind of mind boggling the amount of women that come in and that's something that they think about on a daily basis. And, um, you know, we provide something that it's a safe environment. It's something that they can kind of take back their story. They can feel, um, that they can handle themselves, but then once they do martial arts and once they feel, um, they feel confident and they actually really know how to handle themselves. That actually almost becomes a secondary reason for them to be in here and the community and the, the kind of uh, stress reliever that uh, Karen was talking about, that was actually a pretty big pull. um, And that kind of becomes a primary after they come in initially. How, how long does it take for the average woman who walks in off the street, who isn't, you know, all that, attuned to, uh, you know, an athletic pursuit like this, how long will it take someone to become confident that they have some, you know, practical level of self-defense skills? You know, that's a, Karen, what, what's your answer on that one? How long did it take? um, Yeah, I, I honestly, I started to feel a little more that confidence around a year of, of training, maybe a little less because I competed I actually competed. Um, it was under, I, I was training for under a year at, at my first competition. So um, I had to have the confidence, some sort of confidence in order to, to enroll right. myself in a competition. Right. So um, ar- I would say around that mark for, for myself anyway. And what competition did you compete in Karen? It was called the Oregon open. Um, and, and, and how, how, how for our listeners, do you compete in, in what area? How is it structured, the competition? Um, Becky could probably give you a, a little bit of an, of an answer. She's been to a few more of them than I have, uh, if you want to take that one. Yeah, so for jiu-jitsu tournaments, it's, um, there's a time, and it's usually by the belt color you, you wear and what weight you're in. Um, and that's the true test of like, okay, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to stand up against somebody that's my weight and about my skill level? Um, and different tournaments vary, but pretty much essentially uh, you do, you know, anywhere from five to eight minutes a match and you win by submission or you win by points. Um, and you kind of work your way through, you know, kind of like a wrestling bracket. It's the same kind of concept. Right. For me, Scott, 
the fact that I would have to tell somebody what weight class I was in would eliminate me immediately <laughs> from any kind of competition. I'm in the same boat, aren't you? <laughs> you know, I, I am the comp- competitive side of it is really interesting to me because there are competitions, you know, other you know, other than COVID. Prior to COVID, um, they've been really booming, right? Like there was just a lot of interactivity with these competitions. Um, how many people that are in your gym are active, are active in competition? Um, I Male say, and female. Yeah. Well, our, and I don't know if it's because sometimes, unfortunately, I, I feel like I, I go raw, raw women and, and I have to encourage the boys as well. But um, I feel like the majority of the women, we actually have a larger women's competition group here in Missoula in our mm-hmm. gym than the men right now. Um, but I would say probably maybe about a third of them will dabble in the competition. Interesting. Do you think that the, that, well, you say Missoula tends to maybe be more female skewing. Why do you think that is like, why is it just maybe that because you're one of the co-owners and you're at the face of the gym. Um, and that's a question to both you and Karen, like, why is that? Karen, do you, do you want to go first or? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think Missoula in general just has a very strong women's community. And, and, uh, I mean, there's multiple programs throughout, throughout the community, not, not just related to martial arts that women can get involved in, um, that it's empowering for us. Uh, like, you know, the women, there's the women's clinic, um, there is for women only up at Snowball every winter where, you know, women get together and ski. Um, and there's just, there's just a, a very nice community uh, specifically here in Missoula for that. I mean, we're based around outdoor activity, um, and all sorts of recreation. And I think that kind of attracts, uh, that kind of population. So that's definitely part of it. I wonder if it, Arnie, I wonder, I, it, it's interesting because I know my wife is involved in a number of other women only type programs. She had done snowball, the Friday snowball, um, and just other groups. It's, I wonder if it's just really about Missoula and being more. I think it's just because the men here are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they're on, they're on their own. They're on their own hunting. They're on, they have their own thing. They're hunting, they're fishing. They're doing their own. Obviously is the attraction of Missoula of all this plethora of outdoor sports. Right. And so many of the, you know, many men and women participate in them, but probably more men than women. And this is something for women. There's also the self-defense. You know, there's a lot of hidden closet, you know, fear of, uh, of you know, or let me put it this way, a desire to make sure you have confidence enough in protecting yourself, you know, in, in any kind of situation. You know, I feel the same way. It's the way, you know, guys who maybe don't think they can box or fight carry guns you know, for self-protection, you know, women may not feel the necessity for that, but they may certainly feel the need. And, and you can comment on it, that, that, that they need to learn something about protecting themselves, you know, given, given the kind of public situations you often find yourself in. Karen, that's yeah. actually a good question. Good thing for you to handle. For, yeah. Um, totally. I mean, that was another huge part of me, me, you know, involving myself in martial arts. Um, I bartend and I get out late at night and sure. even just, you know, walk in my car, it's on my mind. 
I mean, it's just. I mean, I mean, how many movies or TV shows have you seen where that scene is in it? The woman coming out of the bar at night. I mean, it's yeah. it's a standard scene. And half, if you see a movie with a bar in it, there's going to be half of the movies is going to be a scene where some woman is being, you know, her space is being invaded in oh, one I way or another. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and not only, you know, fictional circumstances, but there's been plenty of, of realistic circumstances sure. where, you know, um, things have happened. But I mean, just for example, the restaurant I work at, the majority of the workers there are women. And so, you know, we try to walk each other to our cars at night and stuff like that. But even still having that knowledge of, of self-defense, even just how to escape from somebody so you can run away mm -hmm. or get to get to, um, you know, your phone or whatever you need to get help. Um, that's what jujitsu and martial arts and what SBG in general um, really is awesome for, because mm -hmm. I mean, they sometimes dedicate classes just for getting out of situations, just for escaping. And mm -hmm. I can be dealing with a male who is significantly heavier than me and stronger than me. And of course he's, he's going to be able to pin me down for sure. There's, there's no doubt in, in my mind that he's stronger than me. But what jujitsu teaches you is, is technique on how to get out of those situations. And when technique outweighs strength, you're going to win. And particularly so, since somebody you're going to be confronted by potentially is not a martial arts aficionado or a martial arts trained person. And then you have the competitive advantage. Exactly. Yeah. One thing, um, actually, uh, he, he goes by Coach Gus in my world, um, the other owner of SBG here in Missoula. He he said once he's like if you know jujitsu and the other person doesn't you're magical. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No question about that. <laughs> you know. No question. Becca. So Gus is your husband. Yes. And, yep. And the both of you co-own or are owners of this company. How do you divide up your your responsibilities when you're in a family own and run business? <laughs> a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> No, so we, uh, you know, Gus is a black belt. He's been doing jujitsu a lot longer. And going back to like the women's community, I can't actually take a whole lot of credit. I think that he, he made a community which, you know, it's, you have to have a good mat culture. And so he kind of leads that front. He makes sure that, you know, the curriculum's good. Um, you know, the culture's good. Um, I'm a lot better with Excel spreadsheets and that sort of thing. So um, in addition to coaching, I, I pretty much handle, you know, the nitty gritty uh, admin stuff. And then our, our coaches uh, up in Kalispell are the other co-owners. And so we just kind of work as a team to, you know, what are you good at? Let's have you do that. And what do you not like to do? All right. Then give that to somebody else. And it, and it's kind of a beautiful little, uh, little way to divide things up. Now, Becca, do you have do you have children? I do. And are they of the age that they could participate in this? I do. So that's actually the reason why I decided that I wanted to switch gears and become a gym owner is because of my eldest kiddo, uh, my son. He's eleven, uh, kind of that sassy age. He's, <laughs> but mm -hmm. he does, yeah, he does jitsu, and he's uh, he's high functioning. Um, autistic. And so that's why we initially put him in there for some therapy wise um, in Kalispell. And I couldn't believe the difference. And that's what led me to say, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So really, what, what, what kind of difference did you notice as a result of this? Um, so he had some sensory issues. And again, SBG was just full of these wonderful leaders that took it upon themselves, not only to 
figure out how he functions, but they would go home and take classes and courses on, you know, children on the spectrum. And it, it kind of builds resilience. Um, but it does it in a way where it's small hurdles, at least the SVG kids program. Um, and to watch him, he's not really good with verbal cues. And so jujitsu is a lot of nonverbal communication. And so you have to learn how to communicate and get along with a lot of different people in different scenarios. And, uh, he did that really well using his body. And now he's really good at communicating verbally with people too. And your other child, I just had a little girl, so, uh, but they do make baby geese, baby uniforms. So I just bought really? one. So, <laughs> so that, that begs the question, what age range, you know, do you serve and what age range can you serve? Absolutely. So we do three and potty train. Cause I don't do the potty training part. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. then we go all the way up because jujitsu, you know, look, I'm not going to spend my time and my energy on something that has an expiration date. So jujitsu is meant to get better as you get, you know, as you get older and the attributes kind of fall away. Um, and so, yeah, we've got guys in our cow school gym that are upwards of 60, um, and gals are, you know, a couple of gals that are in their late sixties still doing jujitsu. So. All right. Scott, you practice with a grant, with a master, with, Lou Reed, as our, our listeners know, how long did Lou participate in Tai Chi? Well, it's a good question, actually. He was involved in the martial arts for probably the last 30 years of his life. So um, from so he, 19, and he passed away at what, 71 or 72? He, he was 71 years old. He passed away in 2013, and he's, he had started studying in the, around 1980, 1981. Um, first starting with the martial arts, with just general martial arts, not so much Tai Chi. Um, but it's such a, I, I have to say, and I, I can relate to kind of how, what Karen said and what Becca said, when you're in a martial arts class and you're learning with other people at the same time, and certainly people learn faster than others and advance quicker than others, there is a brotherhood sisterhood with your fellow students because you're going through the pain and the process at the same time. And it just builds a bond that is very unifying. And uh, I know that from when we were learning martial arts with our class, we would oftentimes after class grab a beer together, grab a lunch together, socialize together for birthdays. You just felt this, there was a, it was a, it was a bond and a closeness that I think is hard to equal uh, unless you're involved in other, you know, very, very, uh, in, you know, groups. So right. I'm curious, is that something that you guys experience as well in what you do? Is this camaraderie and brotherhood, sisterhood? Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, um, you know, it's hard to explain to somebody, um, that hasn't done jujitsu, you know, they, they look on the outside and say, Oh, you guys are, you know, wearing weird, weird uniforms. And, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's this camaraderie that just, you know, you struggle together. And so it becomes like a really kind of interesting bond with your fellow martial artists. Yeah. Let me, switch, let, let me ask Becca this. You mentioned earlier at one point, you said we had 300 members and we went down to 200 as a result of COVID. So what, what impact has the, you know, the 
COVID protocols had on your business and how what what kind of health um, restrictions are currently enforced at uh, at Straight Blast? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. We um, so we chose to be proactive and we sh- we decided to shut down before it was required. Um, you know, we kind of wanted to do our part. Um, you know, and, and stop that, uh, slow down that curve. So um, we were closed for a while, you know, martial arts and jujitsu in particular is a com- contact sport. And so, right. you know, we tried to do everything that we could, when we opened up, we did a lot of like uh, solo drills and allow people to come in um, while we were closed. We turned it all to online because we were fearful that, anxiety and depression, the things that, you know, people use this gym and the community and jujitsu to, um, help relieve their depression and their anxiety. And now they're, you know, hauled up in a house and they don't have an outlet. So we switched to online training for a while and we still continue to offer that, um, for folks that maybe are being quarantined or that they're high risk, because at the end of the day, you can't use your self-defense skills or your community if you get sick and, and, you know, you get COVID. So we ask people like, look, if it's, if you're a high risk, you know, please stay at home. Um, but we actually are compliant with all, all the health, uh, department. We worked with them and they kind of got us up to par. Um, so there's a laundry list of things, but yeah, we, we got to work with the health department and we're pretty happy with all the, all the upgrades we did to, to keep things going. So jujitsu is, an Olympic sport. Is that correct? No, not yet. Not Judo is. Judo is an Olympic sport. Yeah. And, and do we have anybody in Montana who, who is of that level that could possibly compete in the Olympics? Yeah. yeah. So our coach, she's like a little sister. She's so awesome. Her name's Stella Davison. She actually, I think, uh, and I don't get me wrong. I don't know if it's uh, um, a scholarship, but she got invited to a judo, pretty much like frat house to go train um, on the East coast. And she's looking to do in the next four years to get on the judo Olympic team. Um, she's also a uh, jujitsu brown belt. So she's, you know, five foot two, 120 pounds and just oh. a, just a nightmare to deal with on the mats. It's wonderful. Um, and that's my, uh, coach's daughter. Uh, so, you know, she grew up in SVG Montana, the Kalispell gym, and she's looking to go to, I think it's going to be in Paris, um, is the next, uh, one that she'd be eligible for in France. So that's fantastic. Well, you yeah. know, that's, that's the nice thing about the, the, the martial arts is that the size doesn't matter, right? Like, Right. You could be a killer at your weight class and you could take down a larger person if you have better technique and skill. Right. Yeah. No, it's awesome to watch. It really is. And, and people who haven't participated in martial arts or jujitsu or, or in any of the other competitive sports, maybe they don't recognize that you need a training partner. This is not something that you always do on your own. So talk a little bit about that aspect of, of the work. Yeah, absolutely. So one, I think when we talk about a whole person, you know, you're always looking to evolve and you have to be a good partner. You have to have adaptive resistance um, because nobody gets better um, at jujitsu without somebody else. And so you really, it is a lot of 
social skill and social work to, you know, there might be people that don't want to roll hard. There might be people that are injured and you have to, the hardest part almost in jujitsu, in my opinion, is trying to tempo your training with your, with your partner's training. Um, but that's why I like it. And I especially like it for the kids is because it makes them really good at conflict resolution. Um, they get really good at working with everybody, anybody and everybody from all walks of life. Um, and the adults do too. <laughs> well, it seems like there's a lot of ancillary benefits from, from participating yeah. in this. And, and let me ask Karen this, you box, you were at a boxing gym and now you're, you know, at, uh, at a mixed martial arts gym. How do they compare? How does the experience compare for you personally? Well, the gym I was at before, it wasn't, um, like man to man. I was hitting a bag. And so mm-hmm. one thing that was really attractive to me about SVJ was it is man to man. Like you're boxing against other people and you're learning real techniques on, you know, if you want to compete, this is where you're going to train for it. Um, and so that was definitely a huge, uh, difference between the gyms. Um, and, and then the other gym, it was, it was also just kind of, um, it was involved around hitting the bag and then kind of just getting a workout in. Um, which is great because it's an insane workout. Like I've never been so sore in my life. Uh, and then there's SPG, which is also an amazing workout, but they're not, they're focused more on what you're doing. So if you're doing the boxing, they're focusing on techniques and, and, and stuff involved in that. And then if they're doing jujitsu, same thing. And then if you're practicing MMA, so you're mixing everything together. So you're mixing jujitsu, judo, boxing and whatever else you want to involve in that um they're focused on that actual sport and the technique and and what you need to do both on uh, on an offensive and defense side so svg is a lot more technical and realistic if you're looking to and and given the fact that so given the fact that so many of the you know of the members you know at straight blast are women it's not as daunting as maybe walking into a a boxing gym where I suspect it's mostly men working out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just knowing that there's uh, another woman sitting in the class with you right. and you, they say, find a training partner. And automatically you guys look at each other. You're like, please be my partner. Because I mean, I've been paired up with, you know, men and women. Um, but it is really nice as a woman to be paired up with a woman because, um, you usually a similar size one. So you're not getting completely smashed. Um, and there's just an understanding sometimes, you know, um, Karen, so. did you, did you do martial arts when you were living in California? Cause I know you're not from here. No, I did not. I, I, I didn't start until early twenties. So what was your career before you got, uh, you became co co-owner with your husband of straight blast gym? Um, I was wanting to be a physical therapist. So I was kind of going down that route. And it's funny that the running joke is that my boss scouted me at SBG because he's a purple bell up in Kalispell. And then my now my boss scouted me back. And, and now he's a black belt. And so, <laughs> um, so that was kind of the cool part is our community also you know, we, we get each other jobs and we work with each other. Like a lot of people hire, hire fellow students on, but, uh, yeah, I was going to be a physical therapist. That was kind of my passion. Um, and then I worked with my son and some, um, 
some therapists with him and uh, just seeing what what the gym did particularly and and that specific community of SVG, I was like, you know, uh, we have to go through this journey called life. And I think I want to, I think I want to surround myself and my son with this community in particular. So you're a purple belt. Yes. And so the next belt for you is black belt. No, no, we get the the brown belt and then black brown and then black. (laughs) Yeah. So how much more training or how much more, Hoops, do you have to go through to move up to the next two levels? Um, well, it's time on the mat, not necessarily years saying mm-hmm. that I was a martial artist. So, you, you know, I'm kind of in that, uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race. So um, I just had a baby. I've been off the mat. You know, we had the pandemic. So um, I would say, you know, I need to get comfortable at purple uh, first. So I'm hoping maybe in the next, I don't know, seven seven-ish years, uh, maybe I'll be at black, but I'm enjoying the journey where it's at and the process and live in this season. You're really competing. You're just competing with yourself, right? You're just trying to do it at yeah. your own pace. Let's do a totally. quick, let's do a quick idea. Our guests are Becca Nolte. She's the co-owner and coach over at SBG here in Missoula, Straight Blast Gym. And one of her students, Karen Ferguson, who also studies there. Guys, quick question with respect to, I know we talked a little bit about this with the pandemic. Um, Once, as we're starting to come out of this and we're starting to kind of open up and the weather starts to change, do you see that that's an opportunity for you to really kind of, um, you know, get out into the community more and make yourselves more visible in the community? Because the one thing that I have realized in these last 12 months as we've all been hibernating in a sense, but nobody's really been hibernating. They've been working, but doing it in a different, you know, format that we have to learn to re-socialize as, 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 as a community and to talk to strangers and to interact with new people and, you know, schools unless unless you're an introvert and then you can say i don't know what what the big commotion's about (laughs) (laughs) well there are a lot of people that actually appreciate this time exactly um but i always remember martial arts schools and things of that like the classic was going to a fair and doing a demonstration on stage right especially if you watch cobra kai on uh, netflix like (laughs) right like but i do think that these schools, especially, and also the element of kind of building a community of women, kind of students that kind of work, that kind of work on a different way, in different ways, martial arts, skiing, other community things. I think we're going to, we have to rely on people like you to get people out of their shells. I really do. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of people to get people more comfortable again. And I don't know if you as a business owner have thought about that or not. Question yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, so I think the pandemic put, um, it was kind of a nice reset for everybody. And I'll just talk for me personally, it was a reset into what are, what are the things that really matter? What are the priorities? Who do I want to align myself with? And what was the beautiful thing about Missoula and what I would love to do in 2021 is say, look, we took care of each other. 
like all of our students in, in SBG Missoula, we were saying, Hey, what do you need? Hey, you know, I'm a painter. I've got a job here. Or, hey, you know what? I've got some extra food or, Hey, can I cover a bill? Um, and I would love for that to expand to the greater part of, you know, the rest of Missoula. And I think that, I think they already are like that. Missoula is a fantastic place to live. You still there? Oh, she, yes, you're right. She's, we just lost her for a second there. Yeah. Sorry, cut out there. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, yeah. That's the beauty of Zoom. Sometimes it peters up. But anyway, you were <laughs> you were saying, you were saying. Yeah, so I, I think that it would be, um, you know, our 2021 goal is to get out into the community and kind of start to remind them how how awesome, what an awesome town we live in. And that, you know, when we were a little bit nervous back during the pandemic, like who's coming to save us? And the answer is nobody. And our community really stepped up. And so, you know, just kind of reminding them, Hey, you know what? We, we are so, so close knit and let's get back to that once, you know, once things start to open back up. Absolutely. Let me, let me ask Karen and Becca this. You, you mentioned the, uh, the TV show a minute ago, Scott, when you're watching, you know, Ronda Rousey or somebody else in mixed martial arts, most of us know that that's more theatrical than, um, you know, actual competition. But what, what's your assessment when you, when, when you flip through the TV and you see women in the ring? Wait, I don't agree with that. The, okay. Ronda Rousey, that is competition. I mean, at its highest level, right? Or are you talking about her involved in wrestling now? I'm talking about when she's, a, you know, doing WWE. Wrestling, yeah. No, yeah. that's 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 theater. Right. So so when you're watching that sort of thing, what's your reaction to it? Karen, what do you think? <laughs> I don't really watch that stuff because I know that it's all theater. Um, I think it's hilarious. I mean, these women are fake throwing each other, and I'm like, Okay. The w- <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I think. I mean, Becca, uh, does UFC, it take some skill even to do that? I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 No, and the UFC Absolutely. is definitely. I mean, that's what you know. Scott was yeah. talking about. That's that really is real. Like that's that's the highest level. They're really, sure. <laughs> you know, all that all that stuff that they're doing. You can totally um, align with uh, my. The biggest thing that I see is it's more YouTube. When you see that on YouTube, and you're like, oh gosh, like some of this stuff on YouTube is just kind of a circus and, and you just kind of cringe and you go, well, let's look at how many people actually are following them. And oh, okay. Not too right. many. Okay. It's good. <laughs> well, do you have anybody that comes into, you know, the gym who aspires to be, you know, in WWE or, or in, you know, mixed martial arts or competing in, at any of these levels? Yeah. I mean, we actually have, uh, we have several people across you know, our SBG family, um, you know, internationally and nationally that are actually in the UFC um, and then are in the, you know, just below the UFC, you know, um, and Marnik Mann is a local gal um, in Kalispell. And we were actually briefly training partners and she's just a phenomenal, you know, five foot, nothing, 105 pounds and she'll kill anybody. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and she just got a contract um, with LF. I believe. And that's a, that's a pretty big deal. So we do have several, um, you know, several folks that, that aspire to be that. And then they actually put in the work, you know, they, they put the money where their mouth is and, and they actually, um, you know, make it quite a ways. 
Do we have exhibitions or competitions in Missoula that people can come and watch? Um, you know, we actually have a local tournament that we run. It's an in-house tournament, meaning that it's just for the SVG guys. Um, we're trying to get one in Missoula. The next one's in Big Fork. Um, but uh, there's not a whole. I wonder when that is. Yeah. I mean, you would think people would want to come watch and see the, the level of competition. Yeah. You know, sorry. I apologize. I keep cutting sure. out, but uh, yeah, no, there's not, there's nothing really right now in Missoula just because of the pandemic, um, which is probably a really good thing. You don't want a lot of people coming sure. and mingling. Um, but yeah, no, there, there are some local ones and uh, I'm sure they'll start up again. That's great. You know what? Let's take a break. Um, we have actually been talking for 42 minutes already, which is goes times goes goes by fast when you're having fun. Our guests are Becca Nolte, owner, co-owner and coach at SBG, Karen Ferguson, Town Square marketing uh, specialist, as well as student over at SBG. We'll be back after these words. We're back with our guests, Becca Nolte and Karen Ferguson. Karen or Becky. What do you think the pitch is for a woman out there who's thinking about getting involved in this, but has a little bit of trepidation? Uh, you know, I would say that it's uh, fear of the unknown. It's a lot scarier in your mind than it w- what it really is going to be like. And there's a bunch of women that are here to help you navigate your first day. And, and, and as a student, what would you say, Karen? Yeah, definitely that. Um, also, you know, pitching their ladies class on Saturdays is, is a huge way to bring women into the to the gym because it's it's women learning from women. And uh, it's just the fundamentals of it. And it's it's a class that makes you feel so comfortable with such a, a very uncomfortable sport. So, and Becca, how do we get a hold of you? How does our listeners fi- find out more and get in touch with you? Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're, we're down on 218 West Main Street, the heart, heart of Missoula, um, sbgmissoula.com. It's our brand new website. Um, you can log on there and check us out, or you can call us at uh, 406-721-SBGI. And we also have a lot of Instagram. I mean, we're Instagram and Facebook too. So if that's your jam, social media, we're on there as well. Terrific. Well, we're going to have to have you in the studio once the world goes back to relative normal. And you can show Arnie, show Arnie some techniques. <laughs> yeah, I, I, need, I need some techniques. I need to learn more from women. I haven't been very good at that during my life, so I need to <laughs> I'm learning more. Perfect time to start. Yes. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> Never too late. Well, well, you guys have been wonderful guests. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. You, yeah, thank you, you. Take care. It's good. It's good having you on. All right, Arnie, I'll see you next week. See you next week, Scott. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO.
If you want to join